Hello, welcome to How to Win the Lottery Season. Oh, God damn it. Seven. Seven graphic content episode three, No Longer Human by Junji Ito. I'm Joey Lewandowski. It's your boy, Shreds. Shreds, welcome back. Very exciting. We just had Thanksgiving last week. Yeah, sure. A week ago. Uh-huh. How'd you celebrate? As I always do, eating Chinese food alone. Really? Yeah. That sounds I, good. I know. I, I love it. That sounds good. It is. Because, yeah, it's like, you know, because of the various circumstances uh, in my life, it is one of the times that I get to just like uh, hand mm-hmm. off to, and, and then like other people take care do of him. Do we bleep his name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's good though. Like just a when you have a thing when people are like, oh, that's sad. It's just like, no, like this is nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. This also is- like so many people I think get stressed out by Thanksgiving yeah. and it becomes some sort of like familial tension and like, oh, like I, it makes my stomach hurt and I have to do all this prep work. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just like, no, I don't have any of that. I just, I, I just sit at home by myself. I've never really like, you know, cause growing up my mom would either make Thanksgiving or go down to my, like her parents' house and they would make Thanksgiving. But I remember like the one memorable, like the most memorable Thanksgiving we were just talking about it earlier for different reasons was the in 1998 when randy moss had his revenge body uh-huh. game against cowboys but sure. my mom was sick and we didn't go down to my, my grandparents house so like my dad went to some diner or something and got like turkey takeout which was like sad and weird no it's not it's great it was just you know compared to normal but i remember sitting at home and being like i love football and just like yeah, watching just, randy moss and yeah, like, just being like just this is great. actually good the the like so few people enjoy the familial tension yeah. of a Thanksgiving holiday that it's like, is it worth it having this holiday at all? I mean, it's good. I like the food, but it's, you know, now I go to a friend's house cause my, my family lives in Texas. So I go to a friend's house. I go to my friend Lily's house and her husband's a great cook and it's great. And her family's wonderful. What do you bring? So. What's your last year? I brought a bunch of desserts. Like I went to like a nice Italian bakery near me and I just spent like 30 or 40 bucks. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, give me good stuff. And they yeah. just gave me a bunch of stuff. You should bring a fudgy the whale cake this time. Ooh, I might. Yeah. Inscribe it. Is no longer human. Wow, what a transition. King, <laughs> King of transitions. King of transitions. He's been podcasting for decades. I am so good at this. Is this a book that you would... Was this one you picked or one of the Heather picks? Uh, uh, this... I don't, I don't know anything about manga. So she manga manga manga. manga. I, I don't know anything about manga. You know, um, you only know hentai. And uh, let's blow right past that. Let's not even pump the brakes at all. We'll just we're actually going to put the foot on the gas to to speed past that comment. Sweet. Um, she suggested that, or, or almost said that it was necessary that we include a manga because it's such a um global phenomenon as far as like narrative content is yeah. concerned. Like it's everywhere it's if you go to barnes and noble it's becoming the, a thing the, the, yeah. the manga section is significantly larger mm-hmm. than the comic section um it is yeah kids kids I, I i i guess adults love it it's probably like mostly a millennial to zoomer thing i don't think people that much i mean it's, here probably yeah it's a oh well, well in japan i think it's every I think it's everything. everybody. Yeah. But like here it's, you know, a millennial to zoomer thing. You might get some older people who were, I don't know, are, are that I probably not. There probably aren't that many Gen Xers that are 
that are. I don't know. Anime. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm curious about that because I don't know. Had you read any manga before or no? Uh, yeah, I'd read a little. Um, uh, I read uh, some some uh, Hunter Hunter. I guess Hunter X Hunter. However you want to say. Okay. Um, some desert punk and some some Trigun. But is I, that is that American or is that Japanese? No, no it's Japanese. Um, is there so this might just be like and I don't know that it's, it's not like an important question. I'm just kind of curious. Is there like even American rights in this style? Is it still manga or is it like a is there a different word for like an Americanized uh, version of manga? That's a good question because you have people like. Um, well, I guess I would ask what you mean by rights in this style. Well, so like the actual literal reading of this is something that you have to wrap your mind around because it goes left to oh, right traditional. Yeah. The, and like, which, which I had a tough time with, even though I had, you know, in the past, like, cause I got it in my head that you read bottom to top for some reason. Cause, but it's back to front. It's top to bottom on the page, but it's yeah. right to left. Yeah. And so the whole layout, like, again, what we just read in understanding comics, like the whole, like w- the flow of things, like you're still following it, changes, it but like, it's yeah. very strange. Yeah. And I'm wondering if like, if say, if you wrote, a book that was in this style, wrote and illustrated a book that was in the style, would it still be manga or is like a man, is manga specifically like a Japanese version of whatever this is? Well, I think it would. I mean, there's, there's no reason why it would be published uh, reading right to left if it weren't Japanese. Because even like, it wouldn't, in, it wouldn't happen. Even in like prose, they read right to left. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. That's why. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I've never read, I don't think, I don't think of any, any manga before. Um, and this is 600 something pages, but it probably only took me two hours, three hours, maybe. Or something. Uh, it was, I, don't, I don't know how long it took me, to, but I definitely like went through it really quickly. I'd say like I could read like an issue in about five or so minutes. Well, I think, yeah, I think that there, there is something like one reason why manga is as popular as it is, is that I think it is like the TikTok of mm. Even comics like it is like I think you need I, I, I think like the the there's like very sh- it's a short attention span medium uh, and and I don't really know why like it's it's not it, it seems much more short attention span than a traditional comic I think than than an American comic I don't know why that is maybe because there's a lot more empty space. Well, I think that's, and that's something that was touched on in Understanding Comics yeah. where there's like there's there's just more panels. So you have more room for panels to like not have a purpose and not yeah. like in a bad way in like a way that just like with an American comic book, even though this like this, the pages become like 24, 25, page, like it seems like, quote unquote, normal length or whatever. Yeah. It just does feel like there is more room to experiment. Did you do you know anything about the like original publication? Because I looked up like how this was released. Do you know anything about this? No. So it was published. There is a magazine or a thing called Big Comic Original, okay. which is a manga magazine that was a spinoff of a thing called Big Comic. And so Big Comic Original, what this is, comes out twice a month. Okay. And over the course of like 12 months, this was released, I think, twice a month. So basically, over the, sco- over the course of 12 months, 24 different issues, which is what's compiled here, then they, they released it collectively – in Japan in three volumes uh-huh. and then also three volumes here. And then there's also like the omnibus or whatever, which is what we read. That spinoff is mostly for older readers, like adults. Cause like, this is like, you know, kind of adult content or whatever. And also almost exclusively dudes. So like the target audience of this is like, you know, I guess like 18 to whatever dudes. Yeah. Um, 
How, how, how would you say that 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 manifests in the actual reading of it? Um, because I agree. Well, I think I mean, there's so much nudity. Like there's just like beautiful women. Yeah, no nude, dicks though. No dicks. I don't. I don't think there are any dicks. If there are, it's like drowned out in multitudes of just like yeah, boobs and like in every single issue uh-huh. and like gross tongues. Like his, a lot of like licking nipples, like the, and stuff. but like the, his tongue comes yeah. out of his mouth so so thick and mm-hmm. like like almost reptilian. But I was wondering, I, I, I you mean how, well? How else does it manage? Like, like why why is this? Do you, why do you think that the appeal to this is to men instead of women? Um, I don't know. I don't. I think that's a good question. Like I, I know. I read your Goodreads review about it, so I know what you think oh in boy. terms of okay. like the. Not the repetition, but the repetition. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering if there's like a. It seems like the kind of thing where, it. it what's weird about it, is even though it's told from a guy's perspective, it, it does sort of feel like it's a universal story. Where like, have you ever felt like you don't belong? Like everything sure. you've done has caused irreparable harm and like chain reactions and whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think like how else do you think that like? I mean, I think that manifesting itself in womanizing and and in. uh like it is that it, it, it touches on a very something that sometimes is done really well. Um, there are a couple of examples that I can think of in which this is done really well. Much more often it's done very, very poorly, which is it presents this idea of misery um, and and alienation in a way that is nonetheless appealing to the person reading it as though they would want to repeat that alienation within their own life because the protagonist is while notably unhappy Mm -hmm. and notably immoral Mm -hmm. and uh, notably in some, in some ways almost sadistic in, in how he treats other people is still almost irresistible to women, yep. which is the primary goal of young men yep. who like, like to look at themselves as being alienated and as being isolated and all of these things anyway. And these are some of the reasons why we also romanticize drug use and why we romanticize sure. uh, uh, criminal behavior because mm-hmm. these are things that, that while when we put them in fiction, we like to go like, we're doing a moral judgment on this. We're made th- yeah. th- this person's not. Nonetheless, that person walks away going, "That guy's so cool," and I'm kind of like him. Yeah, that guy's both cool and I'm like that well, guy. Also, like, so this is a guy who like can't help but have just like start sexual relationships with like seemingly the most beautiful women, no matter where he is. He's also someone who like can seemingly get by without ever having a real job. And then his real job becomes drawing comic books. It's just like, this guy has got the coolest life. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's living like what is essentially the dream for yeah. all, for all the, the, like, um, all the incels of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're going back to remember, like when a, a large theme of the show accidentally ended up being like incel shit uh-huh. because like a lot of the books were repeating these, like, uh, you know, the Teddy Wayne novel, yep. all of them critical. I don't think this one's critical of that. It does, or it doesn't feel critical of that to me. No. I mean, he seems critical of himself because yeah, yeah, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't want to do that. But like, it's also like the book is like, 
guy's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, exactly. Although I do think, and we're going to get to it. I don't want to talk about it now, but you know, in terms of another thing that keeps popping up, there's like a literal chapter in this all about Marxism. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> right, How? Because yeah. so this takes place in the 1940s, and it, in Japan, and it's a guy who is has made a series of decisions that like have caused multiple people around him to die, and not like crazy decisions, but just like being mean to kids at school or whatever, or you know what any number of things and he's going through life as an alcoholic and just seems like adrift. Yeah. And we're following that for 600 something pages. And he's a genius artist mm-hmm. who has pop cultural appeal in the manga, manga stuff, but like nonetheless is, is creating brilliant paintings in the background that people look and immediately see the soul and beauty, which hints that there's something deeper going on inside him than just this, outward persona while his colleague who doesn't have his depth is more successful and and like but hate but doesn't isn't good at it doesn't yeah, want to do isn't it isn't the world being unjust to our main character yeah like how the world is unjust to us we only get him as a little kid for the first couple of chapters or, uh-huh. or chains i think they call him in this but did him as like a 10 year old remind you of anybody <laughs> i would say a fictional character not a real character I, 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 no, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. I could not get out of my head that as a, as a young boy, he was Bobby Hill. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. The drawings of the, of the, of the like ugly kid, like kind of look like Bobby Hill. Well, I think also right? like, so what I was thinking a little bit like that. Cause he's clowning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> clowning so like, funny. like the food, the food stuff when he's got like all the food in his mouth, like it's a Bobby thing. Like he looks like Bobby there too. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like the, he like puts pressure on himself. He's just like, I don't want to be a clown, but they need me to be a clown. <laughs> yeah. And so then like he grows up to be like, a, you know, we go through like different like periods or whatever. Which is also, by the way, kind of another thing that's like a, uh, like a subversively cool thing. Like, oh, like if, if you only knew the pain behind this laughter, yeah. like I, I'm entertaining to everybody, but I, inside but doctor, my, I am Pagliacci yeah, like in, in, in my soul. Don't you see that? Yeah. I'm actually hurt. Can you tell that I didn't really like this book? I did. Yeah, I can. <laughs> like I, so I think now, why don't you, cause it's, it's in my head. I want to talk about it, but like, can you discuss or whatever or describe what you include in your Goodreads review? Like the, like the issue you had, like what you were fascinated by and like what, yeah, you have so, an issue with. so actually like the, it's something that I like actually, uh, am complimentary a little bit about, about this book. Um, and, and, and while like it may have affected my reading negatively, like some of the, the content, um, reflects the themes in a structural way that, that really work for me. Um, which is that, you know, you have this, um, the sort of endless repetition of, of almost in a, in a melodramatic soap operatic way of this guy going through and, and like each issue or chain, he like kind of fucks up in basically the exact same way. Yep. And he's like hurt a new woman yep. and he's, uh, uh, you know, 
his addiction has manifested in exactly like you, you mm-hmm. see the same mistake mm-hmm. getting made mm-hmm. over and over again. And you see the same sort of self-pity getting made over and over again, which like as a reader can be really frustrating. Um, but also like if you've ever interacted with an addict, that is like the yeah. exact yeah. pattern of, of their lives. Right. Which is like a series of fucking up and making the same mistake and then having people in your life cover for you or step in and, and, uh, make excuses for you or they believe your lies for reasons that who knows why. Um, so, you know, it's almost, uh, hypnotic, the, the, the repetition. And like, I understand with re- reading this, like the 600 pages, whatever, reading it as quickly as I did, like, I get why people read thousands of pages. Yeah. Of the, like it, I totally like, it is something that I can see getting completely obsessed with. Well, and I, I was also, I that's why I looked up like how it was originally published. Cause I read that and I'm like, it does feel like, I think if you're not into it, you'd be like, this is the same thing over and over again. And like, even if you don't have the wherewithal to say like, well, this is like what an addict is actually like, uh-huh. you can be like, well, why is he just like, why doesn't he just not, not that I wanted to, but like kill himself or whatever. Yeah. Because like you keep, hurting people even though you don't want to and you realize it's a problem or whatever but like new city new woman new addict new whatever Uh right but i was just like oh like it makes sense that like if because when you said the soap opera thing or when i read you saying the soap opera thing however you want to say it like if you just can't get to the store and like you miss a magazine like it's not the end of the world like you can just pick up the next issue and be like oh he's here now there's another woman or whatever it's like basically a reset at the end of it with the exception of the very very end even though what I think is interesting is that like there's no like it just continues straight in like it's mm-hmm. there's no like buffer where it's like what will happen next time to our characters yeah, or whatever yeah. and then like they like soft reset with like a in, in media res or whatever just like it's a straight continuation of a story uh-huh. which I think is very interesting because like even though there are clear stopping points you could just keep going and like there's something yeah addicting for lack of a better word about just like flying through this. Uh-huh. In, in soap operas, I remember because my mom watched soap operas when I was a kid, she'd watch uh, Days of Our Lives. Um, and, uh, you know, she's a working, uh, working mother, so she would she would watch once or twice a month. Yep. You know, not, not that often, but she would never miss anything. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, like, she would not, she would, you know, she'd only check in a couple times a month to this show that was on mm-hmm. literally 20 times a month. Yep. And she would, and she would be like oh they're still they're still at the at the lawyer's office and it's like what how even when i was like 10 i didn't understand right how this show so so it's like in some ways it's the opposite because it's moving it feels like it's moving much more quickly e- even if it's even if this it's, book yeah even if it's like in this sort of relentless cycle of of uh oppressive repetition it's still like you know on to the next thing, even yeah. if the next thing is the same thing. Right. He's not like sitting in the office doing the same thing for, for, you know, because I think like what, 20 issues. what is really kind of compelling, like, so when we have little Bobby Hill or whatever, yeah. and then he goes to like his first prostitute, like when he comes out, he's like 18. And like, there's like, as a very cool seeming, like, right. we're just like, we're ahead in time now. He's a different person. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. the same person, but a different person. And I think that like the decades that this covers, it moves really well. I'm like, there's never like, Oh, like we're still here. Like he just keeps uh-huh. getting older. And there was something I think really interesting. I was thrown. So this is based on a Japanese. Is it a Japanese novel? Japanese novel. Also called No Longer Human. Yes. Also about alcoholism and addiction. Uh-huh. I was thrown because you started this before I did. And we were talking about that very briefly. I think I only read the first chain. And 
I was like, yeah, but like this one's supernatural because he's a zombie, but he's not. But like the beginning, so the first issue is all in color and the first pages of the final issue are in color. Yeah. But like he's painted green. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, he's undead. But no, he's just, you know, sickly, I guess. He's symbolically undead. And like there is a real horror bent to this, but I thought it was going to be a much more like, oh, it's a thing about addiction and alcoholism, but like he's a zombie now who needs his brains or whatever. But like it's not. It's just it's a guy who needs. Yeah. Where does horror? I mean, I think that it and and like I said, I think that this is maybe atypical of Junji Ito. I think his other stuff is much more traditionally horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but where in this text is does horror make itself shown to you? I mean, when he tries to overdose on the painkillers. Uh-huh. And then he goes through like the 10, I don't remember what they're called, like the 10 grievances or whatever, where he's like, like he's literally like spitting up yeah, nightmare yeah. He keeps puking, souls. keeps puking these souls out. Yeah, that's that's pretty like. I mean, he's haunted by ghosts through most of it. Uh-huh. Um, I think there's just like, it's not real, like everything is very explained away, but he keeps, he's like, he's literally haunted in the literal and metaphorical sense yeah, he's right got the hallucinations of the trauma that he's caused in from his past that that is still like this the child he fathers with his cousin comes out looking like the kid who killed himself yeah i think there's also just like a lot of like graphic violence which sort of tends toward kind of horror yeah, like, that, like that, that kid killing himself is like a brutal scene in the scene really early on when he's got like that gross shit in his ear and he's like using the ear yeah. to get out and he's like i could just drive this spike right yeah. in this kid's ear right now and it's just like are we really gonna go there we might we? but yeah. you know because i thought you know with with the cover being like the souls like like yeah. the faces in there i'm just like oh this is like supernatural I'm like it kind of is but it, it isn't really have you ever seen ghost the movie ghost with patrick uh Swayze? yeah yeah uh that movie really scared me when i was a kid um because when the bad people mm-hmm. in that movie die and the shadows come alive to drag them screaming to hell yeah like i remember being terrified of that when i was a kid and um yeah some of it like some of the the like soul stuff reminded me of that well like, there's also like there's the scene like very toward the end here where like he goes with his wet nurse to like the museum and she's just like like basically you watching ghosts like if you lie, you go to hell. He's just like, what? I don't want this. Like, what am I? I shouldn't be. Don't tell me this now. I'm five. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, well, then just be a good person. He's like, got it. And then he's not. Yeah. Didn't really stick. Um, I like this because I think what I liked about it is it's very easy to read. I also like that, you know, even though it was repetitive, I didn't mind it. I think it it start it it it's not softens, but like normalizes a bit as it goes on but it starts like really kind of intense and crazy with like a lot of like very dramatic things happening like this is taking swings and then i also just kind of like the horror bent to it like i think the framing device like we were talking about briefly i think before sort of recording that like a lot of horror stuff is metaphor for something for trauma for this almost for that, exclusively whatever. trauma now it right. feels like that's all we're doing it's elevated days. horror yes yeah. it's yeah but i like the framing device. Like I'd rather see it in a horror movie than see it like in a drama about alcoholism. Yeah. I like you. Yeah. You, you're not like that into watching clean and sober starring Michael Keaton. You'd rather watch it follows or right. something. Yes. Yeah. I get, I get that. So I like this, you know, if it's just like a guy who's like down on his luck and just like, well, I mean, without ghosts and stuff, also, I'd like, rather have ghosts. If, if, if the question is ghosts or no ghosts, like give me ghosts. Right. Like think of it like, I mean, infinite jest is, is the same, right. And that it's built it's essentially like a book about addiction, mm-hmm. right? Um, and a book about like 
this like broad book about America, but it's 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 painted using genre devices yeah. of like this spy story or science fiction story, high school story, sports story, uh, ghost story, mm-hmm. um, all all of these things. So it's like, yeah, we use. We often use genre as a way to to uh, you know it's a little it's a little uh, little bit of sugar to help the pill. Yeah. Um, although this is like yeah this is I I think that this is also and this is not a criticism against the book the book is doing this on purpose it's intentional uh, in a lot of ways like a very unpleasant read. Yeah. Like you 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 read it and you're just like there's very little in it that's funny. Um, there's very little in it that is lighthearted. Uh, there's very little in it that is uh, uh, that applies any sort of CPR to the human condition, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't. It, it it doesn't want you to walk away from it feeling good about anything. It wants you to recognize that there are people in this world for whom humanity is unreachable. I also think that like the the moments of like respite where it's like this can get real horny in a second, right? And like there's like a couple pages, yeah. but even then you're just like. Well, this one's gonna die. Like it's just like there's something right. like something terrible is gonna befall her. So like even when the when the book is not explicitly like bad stuff is happening, it's difficult to be alive, whatever. It's just like, look, they're having like a, a nice moment. Like she's never been this happy before. It's like, well, she just got cursed, right? Like there's like even if in the in the moment, you're like, well, this is gonna break bad soon. Yeah. Anytime that he is like, oh, and I finally found that happiness that I'd never right. uh recognized before in my life. It's like, oh, because you are um, cheating on your wife yes, because you are, uh, uh, shooting opiates, mm-hmm. uh, because you are doing this thing that gives you a rush that exists outside of a moral human experience, uh, and can only be achieved through sort of diving into the kind of character that you don't want to be. Yep. Those things allow you to be happy because they are when he's most truly himself and in his happiness and recognizing his happiness, we feel bad because we recognize that he can only achieve happiness through immorality. Yeah. And it's, he's just replacing one addiction with another addiction and like misplacing a new high for happiness yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then he, it comes crashing down. Then he goes off to eventually goes to rehab and seems to get clean. And then, seems like all of the life has drained from him yeah well that the last couple of chains are sort of interesting because we and i i would be interested in reading the i think the name is osuma desai is the name of the person who wrote the original novel um oh, so that's, and that's the guy he meets in yeah, the re- osuma desai gets introduced as a character and so i don't know how that book ends or if that book ends in a metafictional kind of way. Can we look it up or no? No. Forget it. We'll read it. Well, maybe we'll read that book in another model. Well, it's probably like this, like almost, you know, maybe not as um, heightened or as dramatic or as yeah. whatever, like probably I would guess maybe more grounded, but they're like, oh, we have the same life. It's just like, well, yeah, because you're the same person, like essentially, right? Like this is like a fiction. This is a different version of a, right, like yeah. a multiverse. Some, thing, kind something, of something that you learn when, uh, through through reading or through through experiencing whatever is that the lives of of both the junk junkies and I feel like junkie is is like an unkind way to say it uh, addict yeah the li- lives of someone who's addicted or someone who is um, uh, depressed mm-hmm. like those lives tend to map onto each other pretty pretty yep. directly there's not that I like the like. 
the reason why addiction memoirs are all the same is because that kind of life, while it might provide you with extremes of experience, doesn't provide you with that many options because right. like every moment is going to be uh, eventually like you come to the terminal chasing place, a high or yeah, something. Everything right? is, is yeah. about chasing that. So although yeah. it, it is, you know, a little, it's a little jarring. I mean, we talked about how it moves very quickly, but when Osuma Desai goes to see him at the end and like sees like his, cousin has like again drained the light or he has like nothing left to live for or whatever they're like well there's a news report that says like he killed himself and his wife they drove off a cliff and it's just like what what like like <laughs> yeah. off screen basically it's yeah. just like that guy that was like that is like the author here like just died it's like uh, okay yeah it's a it's a interesting ending um i do want to talk so we talked about we could talk i don't know if you have something to say about it but like the fact that there's a chapter on marxism and then there's a the fact that there's a chapter where like the main character and the other manga artists, like the sort of shitty knockoff one yeah. are playing the game synonym antonym. I'm like, this is about Marxism and language. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so these are, these are your, your themes. Right. So, so, uh, you know, the communist stuff is like, I don't know that much about the history of communism in Japan, but like, obviously like they're part of a, a labor movement that suffered sort of the same indignities that the labor movement in America has suffered, which is, you know, authoritarian oppression, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, but he's, he's not interested in, in Marxism. Like the, our, 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 main, he, our, our main character, our main character. Yeah. Cause he's just like, it's interesting because like Marxism is, or, or, you know, uh, Whatever, however you want to frame it, because Mar- Marxism is, you know, a system of analysis, not a not like a group to be joined. But um, but in this book, it's it's he's, basically a group he's to a be com- joined. He's, yeah. he's a communist. Like like communism is about solidarity and about finding, um, you know, commonality uh, between labor and and um, uh, you know, uh, like like minded people and workers who are who are suffering the same indignities at the hands of people who own the means of production, mm-hmm. um, and and finding a way to topple that so that you yourself can own the means of production, and he goes to that searching for that communion, but he can't he can't find it because he's he he is like suffering from a different kind of alienation. You know, Marx talks a lot about being alienated from your labor, but he does he's not alienated. He's alienated from all of humanity. Right. Right. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't, I can't be, I, I don't think that I'll be very articulate about this. Cause I think like Marxism is in this case, kind of a uh, red herring because it is like a code word for, for solidarity and for human communion. Whereas like what this novel is about is like the opposite of that. It, I, you know, so it stands in contrast. I think him. it's also like literally just like a stop for him to be like, is this going to fill the gap? Is this going to scratch the itch? Is this going to be like what I need to like? Yeah. Or it can do that thing that, you know, like zero Mostel when he, when he, uh, he, I, zero Mostel did not name names. Um, you know, zero Mostel. I know the name. So he, he's in uh funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Uh, he's in, um, rhinoceros. He's uh, most famously in the producers. He's the, he's, guy. An a- he's an actor. Yeah. He's the guy that's, uh, the guy that's not Gene Wilder and the producers. Okay. If you've ever, um, so is this like McCarthy ish? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so zero Mustel was blacklisted. Um, he was, he was like a big time theater actor. Um, and he got blacklisted and when, when they were interviewing him, 
he did, he didn't name names, but he was like, you got to understand. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit about any, like I was a communist because there were beautiful women who were attending communist party yeah. meetings. And I was attending communist party meetings because I was trying to get laid. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah. Like I am not a, I'm not a political person. I'm not interested in any of this. Like I was just interested in it ass. That's it. So like, that's what th- this guy is like, you know, the holy communion of ass. Like yeah. he, he just wants to, to like, uh, feel outside his body for the moments in which he's licking a nipple with his weird reptilian tongue. Well, there's also like, I think he also, you know, who knows if this is even worth going into, but he's, it seems like he's accepted his lot in life. Cause this kid who's just like, you did that on purpose. Uh-huh. You're, you're clowning on purpose. Yeah, 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 and he's yeah, like, yeah. you're, you're going to be a good artist. Like you're like, the, like he's like, he hears these things that people say to him when he's 10, which people, other people would just brush off as like, he's cursed to a life of like successful artmanship and also like <laughs> being be a lady killer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see you. You're, you're very charming. Well, like the, the, the fear in there is that, um, the fear I think is that someone is seeing him for who he is. Right. That's, that's right. like the scary thing that like, if you, it's like when someone accuses you of trying to be funny, mm-hmm. right? Like if, if someone says like, like you're trying to be funny. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, I was trying to be funny. Like, do you think that it's like everyone that makes people laugh? It's like effortless and they're not trying. You think it's incidental? So I have it's a, not. I have a friend who like doesn't like stand up comedy. He's like, I don't understand why people like get in front of a room full of people and try to make them laugh. I'm just like, like you don't understand that. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's like, I don't I see the point in it. I'm just like, like, but like you watch a comedy movie yeah. and people took the time to like write things down that they thought people would want to laugh at. And then people perform those lines in ways that they thought I'm like, it's the same thing. It's just like a more delayed. I'm just like, it's like one of the great communicatory. He just like, didn't understand the medium. And I'm just like, I don't think there's anything to not get yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It was just so weird. It's like, yeah, they're trying to be funny, but that's like, that's a, Good. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like there's shame in trying to be funny. It's like, um, you know, I've, I've felt this before about like clothes where it's like, you know, I, I regularly look like shit, but, (laughs) but, but like, but like, I, I also like look at in the past, I not, not so much anymore, but like someone dresses up nice and it's just like, yeah, well like whatever I could do that too. He's trying to dress up nice. Like how lame is it to try to impress people with the way that you're dressing? But it's also just like, why not do that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, why not try to make well, it I laugh? I think that's the thing. Like, and I, I still don't understand my friends like bent against that, but just like, you know, put effort in it. Like it's going to be fine or, or don't, but like, don't give shit. Don't give yeah. people other people shit. Like you being like, look at that guy trying to look nice. It's just like, <laughs> you're only like mad that you don't like, I, yeah, like, exactly. It's the kind of thing where I'm like, man, I really wish that like I knew how to cook. It's like, I probably could. I just don't take the time. And it's just like, I don't, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, but I'm not also like, Look at that guy cooking dinner for himself, making a really nice meal. Yeah, th- th- well, there's there's a Harris Whittles bit about that, like a really long time ago, obviously, where he's like, uh, uh, he was talking about like someone not being impressed by people going to the Olympics, like being an Olympic swimmer, and he was like, yeah, like you're an Olympic swimmer because you practiced really hard to do that. If I practiced really hard to do something, I'd be good at it too. Like almost as if like the only thing that could ever be impressive was something that was completely effortless and and, and not natural. on purpose. Yeah. Which to me is actually like way less impressive, right? Right. Because you're not overcoming anything. You're just like 
naturally gifted. Well, what's also like kind of cringy is like when something accidentally really funny happens and then a person tries to recapture that intentionally. It's just like, no, no, no. Like that's like, I don't, like, I can't think of like a specific no, I know, example. I mean. Or but, I mean, I also, someone lucks on saying something funny and, yeah. and then they say that same thing. They try to recreate that magic over and over and over again by like driving a joke in, into the ground. I think we both realized well, who we're talking <laughs> about at the same time. Any other thoughts you want to share about No Longer Human? Uh, not really. I don't think so. We have an email address, lottery at cageclub.me. If you want to write in about this or any book, we have our friend. Egg. Wait, hold on. I do. Have, I do have one more yeah. thing to say. Um, it's interesting to me, like, cause I am often turned off by manga and anime. Cause I don't really like the presentation. Style yeah. Okay. Um, I don't like the big eyes, the, the way the hair is. I don't like that. They have, um, almost a shorthand emoticon for like like oh this pe- person's feeling stressed you see like a drop of sweat appear yeah. above their head or like sometimes you see them with cat ears yep. or like there will be like you know i uh th- that stuff con- I, like i don't like that as like a i don't know as a way to express that stuff but um this doesn't really do this that. doesn't do that this is this is a much more photorealistic and this is style beautiful art yeah yeah he's he's a he's a great artist i'm glad you mentioned that because i was just, as you're saying i'm like all right we did not talk about yeah, yeah, like yeah half of this we're just talking about the story we weren't talking about yeah actual... i think i think that he like it's interesting because because i have you know as as like this is something that i was talking with with meg about actually a lot um because i was like i don't like manga i don't like it and when she was asking me why i was like when i explain it i sound like a republican like it's and and that is because like it is a culture it is it is like a culturally different style of art and I feel like saying that you don't like something that's outside of your culture automatically gives this like nativist xenophobic vibes yeah. but like I don't know um, I don't re I don't watch anime because I feel like I don't have enough time to do the things I already enjoy well, it's overwhelming yeah and I also think that like I'm sure I would like it because I mean I like this I'm sure there's like even I think it's I think it's not to, you know, completely counter your point, but like, I get annoyed when people are like, I like all music but country or rap. It's like, yeah, well, that's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. you can't just dismiss an entire genre or medium because uh-huh. like you don't like most of it. Like, I think anybody in the world can find something in every something. One hundred percent, I agree, absolutely. Like, I don't know that I would like most manga, but like, I thought this was good. No, I'm sure. I'm sure that there is, and and like that's what I'm saying. Like this, this is uh, counteracting a lot of the stuff that I. Because another thing that I don't that I that I don't like about some of the anime that I've watched or the manga that I've read is a sort of mixture of adult themes, which is like sort of hyper violence, guns, whatever, with uh, like wildly immature sexuality, mm. um, yeah. which is like a like focus on like these, you know. Uh, like jokes that are specifically based on people's bodies and right. things like that. I think Desert Punk was specifically like a uh, one that was like very childish in that way. Uh, while I was reading on iPad, I screenshotted some of my favorite. Like they're usually more like splashy pages, but like this of Takechi uh, killing himself. Like that's just yeah, brutal, brutal. like the blood spatter. Brutal, yeah. Like this is like the the art, and like they like he really is like like look at this kid's face, right? Right, but it's also it's also because because you have um it's black and white, so you yes. have like this d- really really high contrast between the the blackness of the blood yep. and th- the whiteness not only of the of the character but of the world around them. So you you see these like the depth to these puddles mm-hmm. and and splatter and things like that. This is 
the horse, I just like a demon horse. Like this kind of looked like Ralph Steadman sort of to me, like the whole, uh, yeah, I just thought it was kind of cool. And then him again being haunted, like the just tormenting him. This one where he looks like Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart <laughs> all in one thing. Like this is him at, like when he's first like emerges after. Yeah, it's the, very, it's, it's got very like Twilight, uh, mm-hmm. sad vampire vibes. This when he's like, you know, withdrawal in withdrawal or whatever and sees, I think this is the Marxism. Right. Yeah. Meeting. And which is also like critical critical of so, so I'll, I'll describe the panel that joey's talking about he's he's in like the marxist meeting but he's hallucinating that they're all um like worker bees um partially because like it, th- that is a criticism of mm-hmm. sort of marxism in general right. that that it, it strips personal identity um and then he basically blinks and shakes his head and like that's a normal yeah. room again but just like a cool thing like because again like it's like it's not horror but kind of is horror uh, this them riding on the bike just I thought was like a beautiful uh-huh. splash page of them looking up at the cherry blossoms or whatever. Oh, then this is hot dog taste test. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also hot dog taste yeah. test. Yeah. Well, we don't need to look at that. Shout out to Lisa. I just didn't. I didn't mean to. But, you know, like I, yeah. I think that like the art in this is, is beautiful. Like I think it's very, very nice. And like it is. And it, it, it shows, you know, it at, certainly to me, it shows that there's a. uh Vast array of styles when, yep. when I had maybe previously thought of it as as being sort of homogenous. Well, because we've had three books so far this season, right? Coyote Dog Girl was like kind of like watercolory, like very yeah. vibrant, like very Western, but also like postmodern Western. Private Eye was like hyper saturated, like what comic books like traditionally look like. And then this is so radically different. And like this is just like right. black and white, like pen almost, right? Or I don't know exactly, yeah. but like think. we've had three very different styles. Which I think is yeah, cool. it's great. It's great to start with that. And then I think uh, – the kid that they draw that is like the the one that's haunting him that has like these sort of swollen eyes yeah. and like a rounder head. He has like sort of babyish features, has gaps in his teeth mm-hmm. and sort of swollen lips. Uh, looks a little bit like a drowning victim. Yeah. Um, even before anything bad happens to him. Uh, like he he is truly like good at at showing us like a grotesque version of a human being that we can all look at and be a little and feel like, empathy for but also disgust about yeah, right? be, be repulsed and think like oh yeah if i knew that kid i would also kind of wince away from him when yeah. he tried to come to my house yep yeah so we have an email address lottery at cageclub.me you can write in about this or any book we're covering or not eggs reaction to no longer human i really liked this manga i feel like part of the reason that i liked it is because of my recent visit to japan sure brag some of the places I recognized and walked by during our trip, and it was cool to see. I also had more context of some of the imagery. One of the places Zach and I visited was the Hiroshima Peace Memorial. Because of that, I recognized the image of burned up Hiroko and her father was the same as the victims killed instantly by the atomic bomb. I wouldn't have made that connection otherwise. Cool. Does she explain how? Like why it looks like that? Lidless eyes and yeah. lipless mouths. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that I knew fairly early on this was an adaptation of a book, but it was interesting. It was a translation of a translation. I don't necessarily want to read the original, even though it sounds like you, you might be forced to one day. I, <laughs> but I was definitely curious about what the artistic choices of Ida were versus one-to-one changes. A scene that stuck out to me was the part in the mental hospital where Oba told Damzai that he would be a great writer someday. It felt like a callback to how people would say Oba would be a great artist someday. Yeah. It was nice nod to the fact that the original novel is accepted to be semi-autobiographical. All in all, Egg writes, I like this manga a lot, and I'm glad it made the cut. I, yeah, interesting. I think we have, um, you know, it's a book that I didn't I didn't really like, but I can appreciate a, a lot within it. Um, mm-hmm. And it helped me to sort of broaden my, my view 
on manga overall? What is, what is your overall? Like, how, how do you walk away from it? I'm glad we read it. I'm, I'm curious, actually, before I, I don't know that I really have any like, kind of grand thoughts like that, but I think it's, a, number one, I think it's important that we read a manga for this. Yeah. Do you think you would have liked another manga more? Do you think the, like, if, again, I don't know, this is just me generalizing in a way that I don't know anything about. If every manga is like this, where it's, it feels kind of soap opera-y and like you can just sort of pop in, pop out, if that is just accepted as the baseline, I don't know that you should. I, I have no idea. I have no context. Yeah. Would you like this one more or less or about the same? I don't know. Uh, I mean, this is like a social realist. And, and and I think that like it's it's like I mean, it's social realist in, in certain senses and obviously hallucinatory and others. But it's not like the, you know, the other mangas that I've that I've read that I mentioned are all fairly broadly fantasy and science fiction. Um, you know, they, they're not living in a recognizable world. Mm-hmm. It's a world where there's a lot of, you know, right. Like superhuman powers and guns mm-hmm. and things like that. And so it's, you know, uh, I don't know. I think like when I think of a typical manga, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think of it like this, but also I know like I, you know, uh, I have a friend, and I hate to keep comparing mangas to animes, but I think most animes that have reached public consciousness, like Dragon Ball Z or Death Note or, um, I don't know, any num- uh, uh, Neon Genesis, whatever, like these are all things that like were mangas first, and and Akira, uh, mm-hmm. nin- Ninja Scroll, these are things that so manga is exclusively written, and yeah. then anime is like a video adaptation of a manga. That's that's how I understand it. Okay, and hentai is just like perverted tentacle sex stuff or whatever. Once again, putting the gas on to speed past Joey's obsession with hentai. Um, Keep reading hentai. <laughs> Uh, what was what was I talking about? Oh, oh, uh, like, um, I asked if you would like this more or less. Well, so so I have a friend that that uh, uh, actually he's not my friend anymore. We're not friends anymore. He was, we've broken up as friends. Wow. Um, because I criticized him of watching too much television, and then he cut me out of his life and hasn't spoken to me since. Um, if he said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, he's, uh, but but anyway, he he was always trying to get me to watch anime like mm. anime was like uh he was obsessed with a couple things and anime was one of them and he was really into sports anime oh so like the, the, the and and i think that that is like a genre of manga too where it's like the, like the anime that he really that he actually did talk me into watching was a, a bike racing anime mm. and there was nothing literally nothing supernatural about it at all the only anime that i've ever really watched is the Pokemon series, because like at sure. the time, like that was my favorite thing in the world. And I was like, whatever form you give this to me, I'm just, I'm like, like, I didn't love the TV show as much as I love the games, but I was just like, you never read the manga. There's a manga. Meg was very like, she was like, you should read the first couple volumes of the Pokemon manga. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Well, that was the thing where like, a, like not a couple years ago, but maybe 10 years ago, it's like, like, you know, like a, a fit of nostalgia. It's like, maybe I'll like watch all of it. And I'm just like, each season has like 50 episodes yeah. and like takes place like the progress across those 50 episodes is like what you can do in a video game in like three hours. Well, this is the soap opera thing, right? right? It's, it's, it's like you can step away. I remember that from, I, I never really watched it, but I remember from Dragon Ball Z when I was a kid, cause it would be on after school. Um, you could, 
watch one episode, not watch for three days, and Goku would still be fucking powering up on a mountain. Yeah. You know, it'd still be the same fight. Yeah. And it's just like, man, this is not like. Like, it's it's admirable and, like, compelling in a way that, like, like there's got to be a skill set to, like, tell a story that's compelling in the slowest possible way. For sure. Um, and, and I, like, yeah, so what I was saying is that whatever my perception of manga is, it's actually a much broader world than that. And when I think of a typical manga, yeah. what I think of is, is this like science fiction fantasy thing, but also there's like this whole world of sports mangas. There's horror mangas. There's social, social realist mangas. There's uh romance mm. mangas, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's as broad as any other world of, of narrative. It's just that like what has made it into my small, small yep. much smaller world is, is like a more narrow view. So anything, any negative opinions that I have of manga are, the opinions of like a narrow minded inexperienced person that just like probably needs to be shown the thing that I would actually like. So take any, any of my criticisms with a, with a grain If you've made to the end of this episode where he's been critical of the genre <laughs> and the medium and the book, we should just start a manga podcast, a side, a side podcast where we both like, like really like exclusively read manga. Manga. I mean, it would be, I'm sure there are lots of manga podcasts out there. Although this would be the only one hosted by two people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> We're going to go deep on a thing we don't understand. Yeah. Keep reading. Uh, yeah. Today's crime is, um, oh God, there were so many crimes in this book. Um, crimes of the heart. Yeah. I guess today's crime is simply a crime of the heart. It is the oldest. Well, probably the second or third oldest crime. Infidelity. Infidelity. <laughs>